Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti. Hope you all are doing well. I am sitting here recording this the Sunday after I just got back from a trip. I was in Mexico for four days, which is why I didn't post last week. I really, okay, I genuinely thought that I was going to pre-record an episode last week and I was fully planned for it. And then one thing led to another and I just ran out of time. I feel when you go on a trip, And it's not a weekend trip. It's like in the middle of the week. There's so much more prep than you think involved because you have to like plan through work and just not being in your home in the middle of the week when things are being delivered. There's just like so much going on. Not trying to justify. I really, really am sorry I didn't post last week. But okay, the silver lining here is that I'll be posting two episodes this week. So when this episode is going live, there will be another one on our usual day on Thursday. So really good stuff coming at you. I, pl- I promise that I will plan ahead a little bit better next time. I have a couple more things coming up. I was in Mexico for four days with this resort. They uh, wanted me to go and capture my experience, which was very cool, very cool opportunity. They also let me bring a plus one. So I got to bring Colby with me and we had such a good four-day little reset adventure in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. I'd never been there before. It was my first time in Puerto Vallarta. I'd been to Cabo just a couple of months ago. You guys might recall with um, some girls did that trip. That was my first time in Mexico. So this was my second time in Mexico. And this time, I mean, Puerto Vallarta and Cabo are two totally different parts of Mexico, totally different cities. So many differences there, but it was still a great trip this time. I actually think I might prefer Puerto Vallarta, but I guess I really didn't experience it all that much, like only four days. I stayed on the resort, but driving through the town, it was a really, really cute town. I wish I was there for longer so I could have explored the town a bit more, but as I said, I was there with this hotel, so I was exploring that part of it, and I really did enjoy it. I liked this hotel. It was called Hotel Masai, and the great part about this hotel was it was an all-inclusive experience, so everything is included in the price that you pay for the rooms and stuff. There's like a few things if you wanted to get like a bottle of wine versus a glass of wine that was like extra, not that much extra. I think my bill at the end was because, you know, I tipped on things. But other than that, it was all paid for, which was amazing. Thank you, Hotel Masai, for sending Colby and I. But if you are planning to go there, I'm planning on going back. Like I must go back to this hotel because the all-inclusive experience was honestly unbeatable. It was very cool. And I've been to all-inclusive places in the past on like spring breaks in college. I went to Punta Cana, did some all-inclusive stuff. And I feel a lot of the times when you go to an all-inclusive resort, it feels like, you know, the food isn't as good and it's usually like a buffet style thing or like the dinners. It's just like, you know, you can tell it's it's kind of lacking in quality sometimes because of the all-inclusive element because you're not, 
you know, I don't know what that means, but I've experienced that in the past. The, you know, the alcohol was kind of watered down and it was just kind of like a, one of those sorts of experiences. So this was really cool because the food was amazing. The drinks were amazing. I had probably 17 spicy margaritas and they were all very good, very potent. We went to a tequila tasting actually our last night. And that did us dirty, I will say. I mean, in a good way, but I was definitely feeling it. Colby and I looked at each other after the tequila tasting and we're like, um, are you drunk? Because I'm drunk. <laughs> after, I think it was, we took four shots in total and we had a drink. So, I mean, I guess after the beach all day, we were dehydrated. It was just, we had to like compensate for that. We had to go to dinner and drink so much water after the tequila tasting, but it was very fun. It was weird or interesting because I guess like if I've done you know, I've done wine tastings in the past in Italy. When I studied abroad, I did a bunch of different wine tastings. And you know, the whole thing where they like have you swirl it in the glass and you smell it and you comment on the notes and all that stuff. Tequila was different. They still had us smell the tequila before we drank it. And I have to say, (laughs) in the past, I've accidentally smelled a shot before I took the shot and it's like ruined my life. This time around, because it was a tequila tasting, it felt necessary. So it wasn't as bad, but it definitely was. Like when he first told us, he was like, okay, so we're going to try this one tequila. Go ahead and give it a smell and then like really let it fill up your nose. And I'm like, I really don't want to do that. <laughs> but he did. Okay. So it was good overall because the guy who, the tequila expert who was walking us through the tequila tasting, he had us like after we smelled it, after we had our first taste of it and we're like, that was really tough, but obviously tequila is good after you take the shot. When you're taking the shot, it's not the best experience, obviously. But he had us take different fruits and different vegetables and take the shot with those things. Like the first one was a, I guess it was a silver tequila. So it was like a, a clear tequila. We tried that with a cucumber, with like a warm cucumber. And I swear you could not taste the tequila after that, or it tasted totally manageable and fine and honestly good. So we did that and we had, I think, yeah, two different other kinds, three different other kinds of tequilas, like different, you know, we had the silver, we had the reposada, we had the um, añejo, I believe it was, like the dark one. So we tried all those and he had us have like a a pomegranate and it was had tahini on it or like, you know, different things. And we tried that with a tequila and it was very fun and interesting to learn also about where tequila comes from and about like looking at the bottle to be able to tell what real tequila is versus non-real tequila. I didn't realize that half of my college career was spent drinking like non-real tequila, but I guess that's something you expect (laughs) reflecting on college, but it was very fun. The tequila tasting was the last night. We also, we were there actually at the same time as two weddings. There was two weddings happening. So if you guys listened, we actually posted an episode of Match Made in Manhattan, my other podcast. We recorded that while we were there. I brought my microphone and I was like, maybe I'll record thick and thin, but honestly, I was just like not in the frame of mind to record (laughs) this podcast. Match Made, on the other hand, we talked about how we like accidentally crashed a wedding, which was kind of true. We didn't like crash the ceremony, but we were honestly like involved in the wedding parties because we were just 
randomly there. And I swear the whole resort was like there for a wedding this week. So we met a lot of people through that, met some really interesting connections. It's always funny when you go away on vacation and this whole, the groups there for the weddings were from the West Coast. They were from California. And it was just so funny because we were talking to these people, like making friends on vacation, and they had connections to us. Like we had distant connections or not even very distant connections, like friends of friends that we knew. It's just so interesting how small how small this world is. The Sonder of it all, which we're going to get into. You guys loved last week's episode where I talked about Sonder, the uh, made-up word that honestly is the most relatable concept. So I actually brought that book. I was talking about this book called The Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows by Matt Koenig, which I talked about on last week's episode. It's this guy who basically made it his life's mission to give words to feelings that don't have a word for it. Like you experience a feeling or an emotion sometimes where you're like, what what is this? Like, what is this called? He made a whole dictionary for it. So I got the book in the mail a couple of days before my trip and I brought it with me and it just you know, split my brain in half. I was like, whoa, this is something. So we're going to talk about that later on as well. I have some stories you guys sent in that I'm going to read that, we, you know, they gave me full body chills reading them when I got them via DM because it is just so crazy how small this world is. But we're going to get to that later on in the episode. I guess to continue with the recap of the vacation, the trip, it was so great. Colby and I, we like, we are twin flames in many ways. It's just, I had many moments during the trip where and you guys probably experienced this too with friends of yours or with a significant other, maybe, but, but mostly friends. It's a different sort of experience when you look at your friend and you're like, wow, that's my friend. I love her. That is my girl. That is my friend. You know, it's just such a good feeling, especially coming from a lot of my life. I didn't really have friends that I felt that way about because I always had to wonder how they felt about me or if, they, you know, it was one sided, if I, was more of a friend to them than they were to me. And I've, you know, even in more recent years, I've experienced friendships like this where I'm like, are we, I know we're friends, but like, are we friends, friends? Like, are we going to be in each other's weddings? Are we going to raise our kids and have them meet each other? And like, is it going to be a lifelong friendship? Or is it one of those friendships where it's like a fleeting this is good in the moment and it's convenient, but it isn't a true friendship. So bringing Colby, I mean, I always have known this, but it just really solidified to me that she is a very good friend to me. And it just felt so good because for most of my life, I didn't have that. And it was good to see that it's possible because for a while I thought it was my fault. Like I attracted the wrong people and I stayed in relationships and friendships that didn't suit me, that weren't 50-50, that weren't healthy. And I thought for a while that I was just kind of destined to have that. And like maybe once I find my significant other, like friends won't even matter. I don't need friends. If I have that sounds so crazy, but I've just considered that because there are some people that I know in this world that don't really have a solid friend group. And I thought that maybe it's just like, oh, maybe I'm like them and you know, I don't need to have friends. But I there's just something about it. It's just the most amazing feeling knowing that you have people there that support you, that see you're crazy and are like, this is cool. This is fine. This is my girl. (laughs) That's a great feeling. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you 
I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. So going with Colby was fun. We were there Wednesday through Saturday. We got back late last night to JFK. And I think this is going to be my new, like, like I said earlier, it is stressful when you travel midweek. But honestly, it was the greatest situation to go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, wake up Saturday and leave. We got home last night. I woke up this morning feeling refreshed, feeling ready to just get my stuff together today, to get my life together, to plan for the week. It was so nice knowing I had this day to just get everything back together. Because after you travel, you do feel a little bit discombobulated. So it was so good to have this day. I think I might do this sort of travel routine moving forward. So yeah, that was uh, the trip. We stayed at Hotel Masai, all-inclusive. Like I said, definitely check it out. I think I might plan a girl's trip there either in like August or it was nice going now because it isn't as hot given it's spring. So it wasn't like so, so, so hot. Our last day on the beach was a little bit hot, I will say, but we were also like on the beach and something about the sand and it just the sun baking us like, yeah, it got a little bit hot, but the pools were nice. There was like multiple pools. It was honestly a very ex- extensive resort or expansive resort. There was a lot going on, a lot of different hotels, a lot of different towers. It was very kind of felt like summer camp at times, but 10 out of 10 would go again. Thank you, Hotel Masai. I would go and spend my own money there. I truly would. It was very, very good. And it was kind of like an easy trip because it was only coming from New York. It was only one hour time difference. So we didn't have like a super jet lagged situation there. We were very much like just on the same page as New York, just one hour different. So was very nice. And yeah, that was my last week into the weekend. This week I'm here in New York getting stuff together, doing some work. I have a lot of stuff I'm shooting this week. And then this coming weekend, I'm actually going to my little sister's graduation, which is so crazy. Like I'm so that sister that's like, wow, how is she graduating? How does time go so fast that she is going out into the real world now? Like my baby sister is going out there. She's going to be a teacher. She's studying early education. And she, I have to say, We are similar in some ways, and that's why we've kind of butt heads in the past. Like, we've definitely grown to be closer now, but we were definitely just, we clashed a lot growing up because we're both very similar. But one thing that we are very different in is she is the best student, which I guess makes sense because she's going to be a teacher, but she, like, her GPA, I don't even know it off the top of my head or like all those things, but she's like graduating, I think, cum laude or like whatever's above that. I don't even know. I didn't get that. I was really not a great student, but I think it was because I was very much like, okay, get me out of here. Get me into the real world. Like I want to start working now because I'm crazy. 
<laughs> but she really is such a good student, so good at school, takes it very seriously, is very organized. My sister is the most organized person I know. Our bathrooms could not look different if that makes any sense at all. Like it's if you look at her bathroom, she is everything like color coordinated, like all lined up and like everything is spotless. And then me, I'm like, my hair straightener is probably on the floor right now. Like (laughs) we're just different in that way. But she is graduating this weekend, going out into the real world. I'm going to her graduation. She goes to University of South Carolina in Columbia, South Carolina. So I'm going there on Friday morning because this airport, just for whatever reason, I've never been able to get a direct flight there. So it takes a bit of time to get there. Honestly, just about the same amount of time travel day wise as getting to Cabo or getting to Puerto Vallarta. Like it's kind of the same sort of like four or five hours just like getting there. So I'm going to get there on Friday. Then her graduation's on Saturday. Sunday, we're going to hang out. I'm going to help her move out of her college house. So we're going to move her out the next few days after that. And then I believe Wednesday, we're going to drive eight and a half hours from South Carolina to Maryland, which is where I'm from, if you guys know. And then I'm there. I'm going to be home for a bit. And then I go to a wedding, my first actual wedding of like a friend, okay? Because I've only ever gone to like relatives' weddings. And I feel like everyone and their mother goes to like a million friend weddings, but my friends just like aren't at that point yet for the most part. I mean, I'm definitely not at that point, but... It's kind of a beautiful thing that a lot of people are getting married later and like, you know, really thinking it through, thinking through the decision, not having to be forced into getting married because, you know, you feel like that's just what you need to do. It's like it's very open ended now. Like You don't really know when people are going to get married. It all happens at once, I've heard. But now this is my first friend wedding. It's my friend Hannah from childhood. Like we grew up across the street from each other and now she is literally getting married. It's crazy. I'm having a very like big realization time right now. You guys know that from my past few podcasts, but I'm just realizing that I'm getting older. I'm not old, but I'm getting older. And it's just crazy how it really makes you think about how far you've come and like what we've all been doing on different tracks of life, but we're all in it together. It's just really, really wonderful. So I have to get a dress for that. I have never gotten a dress for a friend wedding before. So I have to really think this through. I don't know. She's getting married in this beautiful part of Virginia that I've never been to. I haven't been to Virginia in a hot second. So we're going there for that. And then after that, I am not going anywhere for a very long time because traveling, it just takes it out of you. I've never realized how much of a homebody I truly am until I've had this crazy traveling life situation recently. Like I'm really blessed to be able to travel. It's very lucky and very cool, but I'm also like I love just sitting on my couch and being home. <laughs> and like not having my laptop stuffed in a bag, like being able to sit down and work at like at my spot and like know that I'm going to be here, but it's all going to be worth it. Lots of special life moments that I'm witnessing. And yeah, that has been my uh, little life update, I guess. I feel like I rarely do like long winded life updates on here. So I want to do that more because I'm always genuinely curious what my favorite podcasters are doing in their lives. Like, yeah, what you're talking about is cool and all, but I want to know what you're up to because I'm nosy. So that is the life update. I do want to, so this is kind of a part two, the rest of this episode from last week, which it's going to be really interesting. So buckle up. We are talking about the sonder of it all, my new favorite word. I should just get it tattooed somewhere because It's honestly beautiful. If you guys missed last week's episode, I'm going to reread the definition of Sonder. 
And I swear, ever since I dropped that episode, I've been getting so many DMs from you guys like realizing this word in action in your lives. And so have I, being on vacation, meeting people that I have ties to, but I don't have ties to, and realizing like I'm a very small part of their story because we met on vacation, like things like that, you know? So let me read the definition one more time so it's fresh before I read some really interesting stories that you guys sent in that I'm just, I'm brimming with excitement. So excited to read them because they gave me full body chills. Okay. So Sonder is a noun and it means the realization that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as your own, populated with their own ambitions, friends, routines, worries, and inherited craziness, an epic story that continues invisibly around you like an anthill sprawling deep underground with elaborate passageways to thousands of other lives that you'll never know exist in which you might appear only once as an extra sipping coffee in the background, as a blur of traffic passing on the highway, as a lighted window at dusk, or in my case, as someone that just is randomly on vacation at the same time you are, and I meet these people once, they might know someone I know, but that is it. It's fleeting. It's passing on as quickly as it came. Like It's just interesting to think I guess the real takeaway from this word is that everyone out there, I look out my window right now, I'm here in New York, look out and see someone walking by. They have just as colorful, just as layered of a story as me. And we're all just here in the same place, or like many of us are living and our lives are just as complex as one another. Like, yes, we are the main character of our story, but they're the main character of their story and so on and so forth, you know? And to kind of take the definition or the word Sonder further, another way you can think about it is, yes, we're all living these intense, colorful, exciting sometimes not exciting lives with all of our own main characters and our own secondary characters and our own settings and all the things. And sometimes like, yeah, we we continue on these paths with these lives that we have, that we're living, these stories that we have. And at some point, some of our paths will cross either for a long time or not a long time. They could either be the person we marry or a one night stand, you know? And it's just interesting how a lot of these lives that we live, it's like we are very parallel. Like if you see, you picture it as kind of like two lines just going straight, 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 and then they cross and they stay crossed or they you know are crossed for a bit and then they uncross. Like it's just so interesting. And it really does make you think about, well, I thought about Taylor Swift's Invisible String, that song. If you you know, think about it, play it in your mind. It's like your two golden strings just kind of going on your path and then eventually you cross and then there you go. Invisible string leading me to you, Taylor Swift. So I have some stories you guys sent in that I'm so excited to read and comment on of invisible string sonder moments that you guys have had in your lives, how you've met your significant other or how you've met like a friend or something like that. And for a while, you were very much on your own paths and then, you know, living your complex lives and then they crossed. So I don't know if that maybe takes, there's like another word for this and it just, maybe we'll just call it the invisible string moments because sonder obviously obviously could mean something totally different, but these are kind of the Sonder success stories, if you will. So, or the Sonder, Sonder mysterious stories of how we met sort of thing. So I'm going to read some of these stories. It's going to be a nice little kickoff to the week, some good stories. Hopefully we'll put some manifestation out there that each of us will meet or have our invisible string moments too. So let me just get going with it. Okay. So this first one, this is the one that kind of, that started it all, like the, the straw that broke the camel's back, I guess, but in a good way. Because after I read this DM, 
I asked you guys to send in your own like DMs. This was out of nowhere. I didn't prompt this. One of our listeners out there sent me this story. So she said, hi, Katie, I was just listening to your podcast about Sonder, and I wanted to share a funny story about the lives of my boyfriend and I. We both lived in the same town for our entire lives, but went to different high schools and eventually different colleges. We didn't meet until we both started working at the same marketing firm when we moved back home from college. Despite living in the same place for 22 years, we had never met before. However, we both share fond memories of doing the same things as children, such as going to the same Christmas tree farms and visiting the same restaurants. I have a feeling that we had to have passed each other sometime earlier in life. How strange is it that we lived our lives separately while so close together and didn't cross paths for 22 years when we were living parallel to each other for so long? It's something I think about often. So that's a beautiful story. And it's such an invisible string moment, like such an invisible string. But the thing here that I that just struck me and with a bunch of these stories struck me is I don't know if this is too like out there of a concept, but I'm wondering, like, maybe it was good that you guys didn't meet in those 22 years that you were living in the same, you know, just parallel stories, parallel complex, sonder lives. Isn't it kind of an interesting thing to think about, but like, you know, because you could think, oh, I wish I met him when we were like 13 years old so we could have the last 10 years together or however old you are, like, wouldn't it have been nice to have had more time with you? But then I think like maybe it's nice that you didn't have that time with each other because maybe you weren't ready for each other then. Like maybe it wasn't, it wasn't the timing and it wouldn't have made it, it wouldn't have worked maybe then. So it's good that you met at that marketing firm and that was that was it. And it's hard to think about that because you're like, well, wait, like, wouldn't we be ready to be together at all times? But not necessarily because those experiences you had after leaving your small town and going to college and then coming back, but like all those things that you did in the interim, in the meantime, were character building for both of you guys. So it's interesting to think. And I think about this often when I get angry at my significant other that doesn't that exists but i don't know that it's him yet and he doesn't know that i'm his like i think about it and i get mad and i'm mad that i haven't found him yet that he hasn't found me yet when maybe i have found him and i just haven't thought of him as my husband or anything like that or maybe i haven't or maybe i'm living in the same city breathing the same air as him right now ate the same bagel for breakfast and didn't know and i get mad that it hasn't happened for me yet, but then I have to stop and think that I am glad because maybe if I had met him yesterday, it wouldn't have been the right timing. Or if I have met him before, our paths have crossed before, but we didn't take anything further or go on a date, maybe it's for the best because I think I said this on an episode of Match Made, I did definitely, that I have a feeling that my significant other is out there and has a girlfriend right now or something. <laughs> like. Like, it's just interesting to think, like, maybe your person is already with someone that obviously won't work out because you are end game. But it's just interesting to think. But I, I love that fate brought you together. So, okay, let me read some more stories and comment on them. Okay, next one. I met my best friend on the first day of university and discovered that we had grown up down the street from each other. There were two schools in the town and we'd gone to opposite ones but had lots of mutual friends. We were watching a dance recital once and I said, I did a tap dance to this song when I was around 11, to which she said, so did I, and we realized we had been in the same dance class for three years without actually meeting properly. We lived together for three years and have been best friends for almost almost 10 years now. So that, okay, I just got shivers. All these stories, I get shivers because I'm like, what is this world that we live in? What are all these coincidences that aren't coincidences or are? It's just wild. That story specifically reminded me of Parent Trap, like the plot of Parent Trap, how 
Obviously, you guys probably know this movie. If you don't, it's a shame. I think there's actually multiple versions. There's the one with Lindsay Lohan and there's like an older version that I actually haven't seen and I didn't know existed until recently. Someone did a TikTok about it or something, but you know how when they're in their cabin in bed and they both get out the Oreos and peanut butter and they like dip the Oreos in the peanut butter and one of them's like, wait, I've grown up doing that. Like I always eat my Oreos like that. And then that's when they realize that they're sisters, that they've like literally been separated at birth sort of thing. Like it's just wild how one little thing makes you realize and you go down a rabbit hole. It also reminds me of all those videos that you see now of someone with their boyfriend and then them saying like, oh, well, we both went to Disney World in 2011. And then they look at photos and they see that like their husband was in the background of one of their photos, like when he was 12 or something. Or I think Danielle Carolyn actually has a a video where she showed a photo of her, like a photo from a party, and her boyfriend Ryan is just in the background, but they didn't know. Like they were in that room drinking the same frat punch, and they didn't realize that they would someday know each other a lot better. You know, it's just, it's crazy to think. Okay, another story that I want to read. I have so many that I bookmarked or I put in my folder. I'm going to read a couple more. And then I actually have one last little tidbit of something to just get you thinking that really got me thinking. So, Okay. My Saunders story. This guy and I went to the same middle school in Florida and I had a baby crush on him the whole time. And then I moved states away because I'm a military kid. We never got each other on socials. So I forgot about him. I ended up going to the University of Florida because it was a dream school and I got scholarships. One day I was in the gym and this guy comes up to me and asked me if we went to middle school together. And I recognized that it was him. We were the only ones from our middle school that went to University of Florida. And he had randomly went to the gym on campus furthest from him and closest to me just to try it out that day. And I had gone earlier than I usually did because I had plans later that day. Complete coincidence. He ended up saying that he had a crush on me in middle school. And then we ended up going on a few dates. Didn't work out, but it's so fun to think about. (laughs) I like this story because what a coincidence, what a crazy situation here. Like he went to a different gym than he usually did. She went at a different time and they ended up colliding that way. Like so interesting how that happened. But also the fact that it didn't work out, just good to note, not because anything was wrong, but because that's just so, so human. There's many points in the sonder of it all that you meet someone and you're like, this is amazing. Wow. Like what a crazy situation that fate brought us together, but it doesn't work out. And that should also be highlighted because I feel often in these situations, you want so badly for it to work out because it's a great story. Like imagine the story you tell your kids one day that this is how you met and you'd known each other from middle school, but sometimes it just doesn't work out and you shouldn't force something just because it seems like fate is trying to make it happen because sometimes it's not fate. It was just, or it was for you guys to meet in this way and, or re-meet, I guess, resurface your relationship or your knowings of each other. But then it doesn't work out, and that's fine too. Okay, another one. My dad had a favorite buffet that he used to love. Almost every Sunday after church or just any random day, we would travel 30 minutes out of the way so we could just eat there. I met my boyfriend in high school, but we didn't date until a few years after high school. One day, somehow, we talked about how our dad's choice of restaurant was always a buffet. I told him how we would drive 30 minutes just to go to this specific place because my dad loved it. He also said his dad would always want to go to a buffet that was 10 minutes down the road, especially on Sundays after church. Well, it turns out that our dads love to eat at the same buffet. It's crazy to think that out of 100 times I ate there, he was probably a table or two away, maybe once or more. (laughs) I love dad's loving buffets 
bringing people together. That's just amazing. There was this buffet in my town. I think it's since closed because I think it didn't have a great sanitation rating in recent years or something like that. Anyway, but I ate there so many times. It was called China Buffet in my hometown. It was delicious, like good Chinese food. Oh, wow. I love a buffet. I haven't been to a buffet in a while. I don't think they really have them here in New York, but that is a beautiful story. I actually was just struck with this thought when I was reading that just the concept of hometown people and meeting like hometown high school people and realizing you had all these overlaps or whatever. I actually met this guy. I talked about this on Match Made a few episodes ago. I was at a bar in New York a couple or probably like four weekends ago now. And I totally just was at the same bar as this guy from high school. Didn't know it. After I took a tequila shot, I turn around and he, we like locked eyes and I'm like, wait, I know you. And he was like, wait, I know you. And we got to talking and I realized, I mean, he's gotten so much cuter than high school and I hope I've gotten cuter too. But I remembered he was one of those very popular guys on the football team, like all that kind of stuff, you know, the things that are like currency in high school. And I was editor of the newspaper and I, you know, was not the coolest, definitely didn't socialize very much. I've talked about this in the past. I was very focused on my YouTube channel, which wasn't cool at the time and all the stuff. So we definitely knew who each other was at the time, but we never really spoke. We didn't have each other's phone numbers. We didn't, I don't think we ever really spoke more than just hi or I don't even know. I can't remember like any time we interacted really, except for in classes. I guess we had similar classes, whatever. Anyway, we were not friends in high school, hardly knew each other, but we actually went to the same elementary school as well and middle school. We lived in the same neighborhood in elementary school, like all those things. So we had that link, but we really were kind of just going on our parallel lines through life. And then we saw each other again in this bar and got to chatting. We're texting like the week after, a couple weeks after. And now we're here and still chatting. Like, but you know, I was thinking because I find him cute, but I don't think I see, I don't see myself dating him by any means. But then kind of going back to what I said earlier, did we sometimes try to force these invisible string moments to happen? Because we're like, what an amazing story that would be. Like, what if we went back home for Christmas this year and everyone's like, wait, wow, you guys knew each other hardly in high school and now you're dating. Like, what an amazing story. And I also thought to myself, if I wanted, like, tried for this to go further, like, really tried and really made it happen or wanted to make it happen, would it be because I want to fulfill this story? Would it be because I want to make my high school self proud? Like, look at you, Katie. You were not cool in high school and now you're dating the coolest guy from high school. But somehow that just kind of leaves a pit in my stomach. Like, would I be doing it just because? I want to make up for lost or for lack of cool time. You know what I mean? Anyway, so that's just a little aside. I'm going to read one more of these amazing stories. I love when you guys send me these. Like, just please send them to me after this episode because I just love reading them. So, okay. My boyfriend grew up living right down the street from my babysitter when we were kids. His house was at a curvy point in the street and we would always walk on the curb like a balance beam when out on walks. I totally did that too as a kid. I told him about this when we met. And I found out where he grew up and he said he and his brother would always watch the kids doing that and yell stuff at them from the house to try to scare them off the curb. (laughs) So like this kid and his brother were the town bullies, (laughs) like yelling at this girl to get off the curb. And now they're dating. That's so funny. Okay. I love that. Okay. Last thing I want to read, which is actually something I posted on Instagram. It's from the Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows. I actually bookmarked the page. I was reading this at the beach the other day. And it's one last little concept that I want to read about. 
and talk to you guys about and leave it with you so it can marinate as you go about your day. So it's the concept of justing, J-U-S-T-I-N-G, justing. And I have experienced this feeling, this emotion so many times throughout my life. And I think I probably have talked about it on the podcast, but I never had a word for this feeling. And I thought that I was kind of crazy for experiencing it, or maybe it's something that we all experience, but it doesn't seem like a widespread concept that people talk about. So justing, it's the habit of telling yourself that just one tweak could solve all of your problems. If only you just had the right haircut, if only you found the right group of friends, if only you made a little more money, if only he noticed you, if only she loved you back, if only you could find the time, if only you were confident, which leaves you feeling perpetually on the cusp of a better life, hanging around the top of the slide, waiting for just one little push. I read this sitting on the chair at the beach a few days ago, and I I put the book down. I turned to Colby next to me. She's reading her own book. She was reading um, Evelyn Hugo. If you guys know, what is it? The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo? Yeah, she's reading that book. So good. But I turned to her and I'm like, you have to read this page. You have to read this page. Because how many times in life, without even saying it, without even saying that exact concept, but just how I've lived, have I lived thinking that way? thinking that if I just do one thing differently or if I did one thing differently, my life would be so so much better. Like, yes, my life would be different if I made any one series of changes in the past. If I decided to not move to New York, if I decided to, I don't know, go to a different bar one night or something like that. Like there are ways that my life would be totally different if I made a different choice in the past. But I think it's more of a futuristic feeling of if, if only I just lost 30 pounds or something like that. Okay, 30 is a lot. Maybe like 10 pounds. If only I lost 10 pounds, then maybe I would be in a relationship right now. Or maybe I would have more followers on Instagram or I don't know, anything that we think of when we consider losing weight or making more money or having a different job or living in a different place. And it's it's overwhelming to think that way because you always think that you're one decision away from a different life, which is true. But the things that I've just mentioned are things that would alter the course of your life, but it shouldn't be one of those things where you just think to yourself, okay, once I make more money, then I will be happy. That is the golden equation. If I just do this thing that would potentially really overcome my life, like overwhelm me. Losing weight, dieting, doing all these things like that, that would be really be bad for me. Okay. And I know that. Or maybe, you know, taking a job that would make me more money, but I don't love it. Like there's certain decisions that we could make that we think like, oh, if I just sacrifice this and I do this, then I'll be happy. If I do any number of things, then I will be happy. Because the crushing reality of it is that thing might not make me happy. And then I put in all of that work and all of that time and all of that obsession towards something that led me nowhere. Justing, what a word. Oh my God. I just, when I read this, I was struck. I'm like, I need to talk about this in the podcast. Like if only, if only he noticed you, if only she loved you back, if only you could find the time, if only you were confident. If you spend all of your life in the if onlys, you miss out on the true beauty that is where you are right now. Like what we have right now and all the things that you have now because you did something in the past, but you did it just because it felt right, not because you thought that it would just be the ticket to happiness. Like all the choices that I've made thus far, I've done hoping that maybe like oh yeah, like this makes me happy now. It might make me happy later, but it isn't the end all be all. Like if I don't do this, I will not be happy. And I expect a massive shift in my life, a massive, massive change if I do this thing. Because if we're so obsessed with 
getting something like, okay, losing 10 pounds. Once we do it, then we're like, well, okay, that didn't make me happy. So let me do something else. And it's just, we're constantly chasing this thing and it's kind of overwhelming and exhausting. And I think the way to live is less focused on checking the boxes towards what will make us happy and just kind of living each moment and realizing that like I have so much good right now. And yeah, it'd be maybe nice if I do these things in the future and like maybe I'll be happy then, but it's not like going to make or break my existence. And I'm not going to be devastated if I don't get that happiness from this thing. Because life is truly all about trial and error. We live our lives. We make decisions. We don't know how it's going to go. Even a decision that seems so easy to do and make, like we don't know if, or easy in the sense of like there's little risk involved. Like I know if I go and I get my favorite sandwich right now, I will be happy that I ate the sandwich. But (laughs) it's not one of those like huge life altering, like I'm going to diet. I'm going to you know, this guy better like me back because if he doesn't like me back, I'm going to be crushed. And that's the one thing. I think it's just the obsession of it all. We can't obsess over these things and live our lives thinking that, okay, I'll be happy if I do this. Maybe we just decide that we'll be happy no matter what the outcome is. Like we will be content regardless of whether he likes us back. Like that will not be the end all be all to my happiness. So anyway, that was just another little parting word, justing. Justing, a word by John Koenig. Love the man. I can't wait to finish this book. I'm like halfway through. It's a pretty short book because they have all the definitions like pretty spaced out. So I'm almost like, I think I'm halfway. I'm about halfway through. So I'm going to just read maybe a couple of words a night. And yeah, I think you guys should definitely get on the bandwagon of the Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows. It's a New York Times bestseller. And he also has a blog site where you can read a bunch of these words for free as well. So, And a YouTube channel. He also has a YouTube channel where he illustrates these words in video form. So anyway, guys, that is it for this episode of Thick and Thin. Like I said, there will be another episode up this Thursday. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you sign up for my um, updates, I guess, if you follow this podcast, you'll get notifications whenever I post an episode. So make sure you do that. And I will talk to you all in next episode of Thick and Thin. Hope you guys are having a lovely week thus far and let's keep it going. All right. Bye guys. Bye guys.